we've got a lot of stuff to get into this week before we get to our guest, the Crossfather, a.k.a. Crosby, a.k.a. Harnett County's hometown hero. But first, there's a, there's a tweet I think we have to talk about, the tweet of the week. This might be a, a new segment that came up on our feed today. This is a uh, guy saying, this is a glimpse into producing in 2018. It's a DM, it's a Snapchat of his DMs on Instagram. And a rapper says, yo. He says, you're, <laughs> the rapper says, need a beat. He says, $30. The guy says, what? Do I pay you or you pay me? <laughs> I can't. I mean, yeah. I can't. This is the life of Holland, our friend, our dear producer friend who will be back next week. Yeah. Where to start? I, you know, $30, that's... You can tell there's going to be some quality material off that purchase. Whoever makes it. I think that was the confusion, probably. Like, if it was $200, he would know that he, he doesn't get paid by the producer $200. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> hey, like, man, in 2018, clearly, everything is up for negotiation. <laughs> um, also this week, Fat Joe has a podcast, apparently. Rhapsody was on it, and it's called CocaVision. I'm super offended by this. I feel like CocaVision is something I should have trademarked a long time ago. It yeah, probably I'm should have been the name of this podcast, honestly. <laughs> um, rebrand. What? So we need to rebrand. I think Super Empty will work, but damn, man, CocaVision. Check that out. Fat Joe has a podcast. Fat Joe podcast. Not three words you ever thought would go together. The Fat Pod. <laughs> <laughs> that might have worked. <laughs> Joe Pod. Um, so we're in the Runaway Store once again. We are... In the remains of a, of a big warehouse sale today, we've got hangers and clothes everywhere. We've got Eric Tullis kind of just lingering in the background. He might contribute. He might not. We'll he, see. He does that both physically and digitally. Even in the Twitterverse, he is just lingering, waiting to <laughs> subtweet the world. All right. So before we get into anything else, I, just, I thought uh, every week, we haven't really done this, is just give a little bit more context to what this is or what we're doing, because hopefully every week there's a few new people tuning in. Um, and so, yeah, I thought we'd give a little bit more background to that. So uh, I'm Ryan Coco. I'm here with Alex Giannis and Justin Laidlaw. And this is this show is like the audio extension of a site that we all contribute to called Super Empty, which is trying to create a platform and a site for uh, NC hip hop and really doing more like uh, quality over quantity. So some weeks it's just a few pieces, but really doing original artwork for every single piece, having everything get edited and be read multiple times, not just thrown up there. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of sites out there that are just like pumping out material every week. Every new song is a post, and and uh, it's trying to do something a little bit different. So yeah, I mean, like you said, even if it's a, a light week in terms of like how many pieces are up, it's always it's always worth the read every week. And the roundups you've been doing, man. Yeah, that's an important solid. thing. I really, at the very least, every week is at least getting up kind of a roundup of uh, releases from around the state and making a little SoundCloud playlist out of it so that people just have at least one central place where they can see what's going on. And yeah, like, and pooling them all together so it's not a million different little short posts, it's one that's more thoughtful and considered. Is there a magazine or a publication out there that you look towards when thinking about what you want Super Empty to be? I know we talk about DJ Booth a lot. Yeah, DJ Booth is really good, and they've come on, like, they've gotten a lot better too, I think. Um, I like... It doesn't even have to be hip-hop necessarily. No, I just think... Not necessarily the editorial content, but Fake Shore Drive is a good one to think about just because um, it did cover things outside of Chicago, but it was known a lot for covering Chicago very well. And I know, you know, we're not Chicago, but I think when you pull together the resources and talent of the state of North Carolina, it does compete with a lot of much bigger areas. Word up. So, uh, yeah, so I think the first thing we we're going to talk about today before we get into our interview with Crosby was 
someone who's here with us. Yeah, Eric started a little something on Twitter this week um, by mentioning Art of Cool and that it may be being sold. And, and uh, I thought we would just kind of talk about it a little bit just because not even the sale as much as giving some background on the festival because I think it has become a favorite of mine. We've all had a lot of fun at it and thinking about what that might mean for the future of the festival um, if it is indeed being sold. So it was in the Herald Sun this week. The day after he tweeted it, it was in the newspaper. Um, and Cicely, the founder of it, was just saying no comment to basically everything. So, man, tell us, what have you done, man? I don't <laughs> list. <laughs> it's wreaking havoc on the scene. Power beyond belief. Yeah, I think the sale could, I mean, it could go in a lot of different directions. Them having more money and resources, I think, would be a good thing. I mean, it, we saw, we were fortunate to see a bunch of artists, I guess it was two years ago when Anderson Pack was here, the internet, yeah. that kind of legendary lineup that they had. Um, and like, and I remember Rhapsody was performing yeah. and he had just finished his set and right. ran across town and was on stage with her like that. There was a lot of moments like that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that couldn't have happened three months after the festival. I, I mean, remember, I think yeah. they were, they locked in those artists to prices they just weren't going to get. Mm -hmm. Um, after Anderson Pack did, was it Coachella? They, well, they they signed him to the festival, I think, right before he signed to Aftermath. And okay, his, and his rate went right through the roof. Right. So, so in that regard, them having more resources to book, you know, higher caliber artists, I think, is a plus. Uh, but also, it could maybe deteriorate their connection to the local scene here because they do do a pretty good job of booking acts like Zoo Crew, who's a local favorite that may not catch the ear of a bigger organizing body mm -hmm. uh, compared to a, uh, you know, Kamasi Washington, so. Well, I feel like not to mention, uh, I feel like they always do a lot of um, different events in Durham throughout the year, too. And Raleigh. Yeah, and Raleigh as well. I mean, and even Charlotte this year, right? Or this past year, 2017. Did they not do something yeah. in Charlotte? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, um, branching out. Yeah, and it just seems like the most uh, in touch with kind of the local scene out of the big festivals that are kind of in Durham. Um, I guess in the sense that they're at least trying to keep their presence around. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would I guess, agree. Yeah, so it kind of makes you wonder whether more money means there's going to be more events throughout the year to keep their head or keep their name in people's minds or if it might become a thing where all that money gets diverted into big names that'll draw big crowds but it'll yeah. kind of lose yeah. its... Or it moves. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing yeah, we haven't talked about is like, you know, maybe it moves to a place like Charlotte or mm -hmm. Raleigh or even out of state. Um, I mean, there are competing festivals, yeah. um, you know, in places like D.C. and New York. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I would love for Article to, to stay in the area. I think it does a really good... Uh, really good job curating and... Yeah, I was going to say, like, to the point you made about the getting Anderson Pack just in time... That's just kind of been a thing that's become commonplace for them. What they've been known for is getting people like just at the right moment. Um, I also think about someone like Neo who performed. It was yeah. an amazing show at oh, Motorco yeah. that I think everyone that I was with remembers that show. Blown away. Later. Yeah. yeah. And I, I almost like ruined her music a little bit for me because I don't think I, uh, any listening I've done to it in the, in, ever since has risen to the level of the live show. But yeah. that was an incredible show. Uh, the Gold Link show was incredible. So the curation has been on point. Everybody. Yeah, and we should shout out Chelsea Bentley and, and Mike mm -hmm. English because they're both on the yes. team for that. And I think their presence, having a younger ear, really helped uh, push Art of Cool in that direction. Yes. So, yeah, shout out to Chelsea and Mike for sure. Eric, do you have anything to add? Yeah, sure. Man. You can 
just get in here. Eric's Eric. gonna say some things. Better former journalist number one here. What's up? <laughs> no, I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, uh, just quick, quick, qu one quick thing. Uh, I, I love Art of Cool. I've, I've stood behind it over the over the last several years, even before they had a festival. Um, you know, I would say outside of maybe one other person, I've probably written more about the festival than anybody on earth. So, I mean, it's, I, I don't have any ill will toward the festival with like, you know, just sort of putting that out there because, I mean, everybody... People seem to think otherwise. People seem to think otherwise. And, you know, pretty much yeah. everybody and their mama was running to me with this news. And so, hell, I'll just put it out there and see what people think. That was my initial question. How do we all feel about this, right? And I think yeah. that you all have sort of put it in context and, and, and have answered that question. And I was just interested in that because, you know, I'm not associated or connected with the festival in any way. And so I think that as a, I'm a private citizen now, right? So, <laughs> so I do, I, I do have the right to ask, I do have a right to ask these questions. Um, one other, one other thing that I think that um, we should think about is like, so if Cicely is not going to be uh, the, the figurehead of the festival anymore, like what role is she going to, is she going to take? Because I think about like all of us just witnessing her make all these connections and rise up to, you know, being this, this uh, I don't know. She was she became like a really um, ambassador, uh, yeah, and and a music uh, an ambassador for the music scene in the Triangle, and just somebody recognizable around. And so we wonder, like, all that hard work is it going to continue? Is she just going to like lay back and let whoever she's selling this festival to do that work? Um, I don't know what her capacity with the festival is going to be. I, I wonder about that as well. Yeah. And you, you commented on saying no comment to everything is not the best maybe way of handling this, probably. It certainly doesn't seem like you have, I don't know, it just, it seems like it makes things not seem as together. When but it also means that somebody else is driving the narrative, right? If you don't comment, I was just listening right. to yeah. something earlier. You let earlier. Eric drive the bus. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I was uh, I was I'm huge into the NBA and they were talking about uh, Kawhi Leonard the same way. He's yeah. been hurt. Uh, but he hasn't said anything about when he's going to come back. And really the Spurs and their organization are allowed to, to drive the narrative about like, oh, it's all his fault or like he's the one that's not, um, you know, playing ball with us. And so um, you want to, when you have these platforms available to you, like the local press, like social media, take advantage of them. Um, you know, get your side of the story out there, especially if you are upset oh, you're, or salty. You're just about, talking about like staying ahead of the story. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree with that, but I also think that the ink isn't dry yet on whatever alleged is, yeah, it's entirely possible, whatever yeah. alleged deal is out there. I think that she wants to wait until things actually go through, or I don't know, whatever. This is all alleged. We don't know yet because mm -hmm. again, the ink isn't dry. Nothing has been solidified. So that's the, probably why she hasn't yeah. commented, or, or I don't think anyone's commented officially, yeah. other than you, <laughs> the only person who commented. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just keep a wait-and-see attitude then for what happens with yeah, Art of Cool yeah. Festival. Eric out of Indie Week is like Lupe out of his Atlantic deal. Just like <laughs> no strings attached. You just totally, you broke free. Everything and now you Eric can just say whatever the fuck. Everything from now on is going to have the word Drogas in it. wreak havoc on this town now. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to get him contributing to Super Empty. Yeah. No, he will. I locked it in today. Ooh. Eric Speaking is, of ink Eric, being and now dry. I'm going to say it on this, so now it's really going to be locked in. Eric is reviewing the Jericho Jackson uh, album. Eric, tell us, can you give any comment on that? Yeah, I can. 
Yes, comment. Uh, yeah, I, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a piece for Super Empty on the Jericho Jackson album. That's the uh, Crisis and El Zai uh, collaborative album that just came out. What last week? Yes. Yeah. I'll, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something. I'm gonna drop something. Boom. There it <laughs> is. Can't wait. Keep All the right. eyes peeled. So that was our little bit of coverage on local um, festival Twitter controversy. Hopefully we did a good job. And uh, so we're gonna play a quick song and then when we get back to it, we'll be talking to Crosby. Stay tuned. The first time I hit the VIP, I had to check the time, it was 1.53. I seen a dime, she poured me a cup of Hennessy. I said it should be the bomb, but then I wondered, do I really belong? I want rap to the sun fake. They shoot my shots, fuck a pump fake. Rock and run away down the runway. They said, gee, I be peeping all your updates, but I ain't seen it in a month full of Sundays. I wanna know why the soul lift a profile and how the spirit finds peace with the most high. Young ball spitting game so fly. All right, that brings us to this week's main attraction, Harnett County rapper now residing in the metropolis of Mebane, Crosby. In a lot of ways, he's not a big name in the triangle scene. You don't see him on a ton of bills and events, or at least I haven't, but on SoundCloud, he's doing bigger numbers than most acts around here and has a sound that's every bit as polished. He's collaborated with producers from all over the U.S. internationally. And as of last week, he has a brand new album called Almost Asleep. He's also the author of one of the coldest triangle rap verses ever that goes, Chapel Hill Champ like it's 82, then I get it in Raleigh like 83. Which is, yeah, that's from the new album, and it's probably the coolest way of saying driving 30 minutes I've ever heard. <laughs> so, anyways, we're, we're glad to have you here. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Um, I just wanted to quickly start with what I wrote about on the Roundup last week, which was kind of about your presence on SoundCloud and just how, like I said in the intro, you kind of have, I guess, bigger numbers on there and have more, like, relationships, it seems like, and collaborate with a lot of people in that community yeah. there than a lot of the people that... I know of and think of first in the triangle scene. Um, but you're also not as out and about as some people. So I wanted to ask just if that's a conscious decision you made to kind of be like staying inside and making good music first and then like performing it or? It is. Um, I didn't really get out as much as I wanted to like in the last year. Uh, you know, I just was like, just chilling by myself. You know, I didn't really want to talk to nobody. I mean, you can hear that in the album, you know. Um, I didn't really go to studios. I recorded the whole thing in my, in my closet. You know, I just was away from everything. I didn't want to go out and do shows. I just wanted to perfect the sound. Um, I'm trying to do more shows, do music videos and stuff this year. I'm getting all that set up. But yeah, I was just more just, you know, secluded last year. Yeah. Do you think that, that uh, so it's not just the way I'm perceiving it. It really is something that like you kind of, yeah, I mean, aren't as active in the scene as far as doing shows. Yeah, and like, like my best friend Mike, he's been telling me like, you know, you do shows and music videos because you know nobody knows you out here. Mm -hmm. And I am bigger on SoundCloud, but that's just like how I came up. Um, like when I started making music, I was like sharing it with people on SoundCloud and making the music they were making. But then it just got kind of boring and redundant. You know, I wanted to try something new, and I came up with Lintra. And Lynch's sound, right. you know, evolved with mine. You know? I was going to ask you about him because I feel like, I mean, I don't know the details of that, and I, I wanted to ask you about it yeah. because that's a big thing a lot of artists, I think, are lacking is the production side of it. It's obviously yeah. at least half the equation in a lot of ways as far as introducing you to an artist, maybe more than half the equation. Yeah. And um, a lot of people are lacking that, and you have a, a person you go to regularly in Lentra who yeah. I believe you met on that, right, on SoundCloud? Yeah. Because um, he's not around here. No, he's from Vancouver. That's why I thought um, he's Canadian, yeah. Yeah, we met on Reddit. Okay. There's this uh, subreddit. Shout out to Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's this subreddit called uh, Making Hip Hop. And I used to post like all my little crappy songs on there back in the day. And, you know, he hit me up. 
and he started sending me beats and you know his beats weren't that great at the time but i wasn't that great of a rapper i was gonna say how were your raps back then? yeah they, they weren't that was back when uh decay that was the first song we did together or the second song and uh that's still my biggest holy song. shit i remember that song yeah and people still listen to that song if you type in crosby on apple music like it's crosby decay it's not even on apple music and <laughs> i just yeah so we started with that and he just kept getting better i kept getting better um he actually flew down here uh two summers ago june 2016 and we made some songs together stay with me and uh yeah that's that's the homie i told him there's there's no crosby without lyncher no. did you um did you have him produce most of this album or a big chunk of it right yeah he uh i think he produced everything but like two songs because i produced my prayer and then uh contour did break down and uh but lyncher did pretty much everything else and how's the uh label work because or not label i don't well yeah it, it's like born a, again new york yeah you know it's got new york in the name yeah. you're in mebbin yeah how that all works so, out that happens sister cities i think <laughs> has a relationship with uh where where is coach based and i don't even know his name yeah jeff oh, um jeff. he's in uh he's in new york okay. um so it's like a collective label and before i got on there and lintro got on there it was like one rapper from each state on the coast. So you had like a Henny in Virginia, um, That's crazy. Contour in South Carolina, Cam, North Carolina, uh, Garrett Odom was in Georgia, I think. Um, Do you remember a producer named Brenton Duvall from like a long, like a while back? He was big. I, he, I uh, man, there's a rapper named uh, Young Prince, Bo Young Prince. Anyways, Henny was clear like at a show I was at like six years ago performing. Really, and that's really funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's also in uh, Mutant Academy with a uh, Fly and, and Concept Jackson. And okay. They're yeah, they're they're getting big in Richmond. So shout out to them. I wanted to ask about your voice because it's very distinct. Like on on tracks, it sounds really different. And I think yeah. uh, that that just stands out to me because on a lot of like lesser known or up and coming acts that's rarer, mm -hmm. probably because the reason a lot of lesser known acts are lesser known is because they don't have a really unique voice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just was wondering like when you, if that occurred to you and when that occurred to you and you were like, oh, actually just aside from the lyrics, I just kind of like have a unique delivery. Like I sound different. Man, than I hate my voice and everybody. <laughs> but and do you recognize that it sounds different? It does sound different. Um, Cause like my talking voice is different than my rap voice, but I, uh, that's just something that I developed by just, you know, just trying out different stuff. Um, and that yeah. seems to be true too on the album. I mean, you're not just using one style of yeah. of tone with each song as well. I mean, even the opening track, there's like two or three different versions of your voice that you're right. Um, yeah. At one point, I thought there was a the feature, table. but it was you. Yeah, like the pitch shifting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I use. I use that in almost every track. I don't know. And I eventually, when I started it, I used it because I didn't like my voice and I liked it deeper. And it just sounded cool. But then people were telling me that I have a good voice anyway. So I was just like, you know, screw it. I just, you know, use that as an effect. And Dude, if that guy Michi on from Flatbush Zombies oh can, can rap, then I feel like anybody's voice is appropriate yeah, yeah, for him. Yeah. <laughs> or, if, or if we can listen to that future part of the song King's Dead. Yeah, or that. <laughs> oh, that or I'm any future that, song. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything ready. Um, <laughs> Well, well, I was going to ask as well about just like how, how it's going. I know you had an issue with the uh, the release, the different platforms. There was something wrong, and then it was called Almost Sleep, which I thought was the yeah. funniest fucking thing. So, um, it was like there was a problem with it, and then it was just called Almost Sleep. Like just the yeah, on Spotify, yeah. yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, 
So that was partly my fault and partly Jeff's fault. Um, I forgot to send him the album. I finished it at the beginning of the month. And, you know, you got to give him like a two-week notice, like Spotify and Apple Music. So I, I sent it at like the very last minute, and he just uploaded as fast as he could. And I didn't even notice it until I got to work. Because I kept trying to type in almost asleep on Apple Music, and it wouldn't pop up. That's, that's the worst feeling. Right. And then I was like, I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God. And I texted <laughs> Jeff. I was like, yo, bro, you spelled this shit wrong. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> so, We're uh, at like DEFCON 5. It was like right? different tweets. Like, actually, the album is, is called Almost Sleep. Actually, we're just going to have it on SoundCloud today. But uh, the music is good. That's what matters. Thank the music you. was really yeah, good. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I'm really proud of it, you know. Um, I mean, I worked on it for like a year and a half. What are your what are your goals for it as far as what are some metric I don't know how you guys think about it internally that would signal a success for you especially because from my point of view everything leading up to it has been really solid as well so yeah. um, in a way that can almost feel stagnant like if everything just sounds good but you don't feel like you're taking certain steps so what do you see those steps as being um, well up to this point it was just uh, musical progression I wasn't really looking for like stats or anything yet. Um, but now I think I got the fan base to where I need to start looking at that stuff. Uh, but this album, I wasn't really trying to. Man, you've been at that point. I mean, I guess <laughs> you know, but it, it doesn't seem like that to me. But yeah. um, because, like, like you said, like nobody knows me around here. Like, I'm right, not right. known in Durham but or in Raleigh. Vancouver. They know you. Vancouver knows me. I'm heavy in Vancouver. So, but yeah, uh, this album was just therapeutic. You know, I just needed to make it just to get some get some stuff out. So. And it's pretty short too. I mean, I I was looking at the tra- it's like a thirteen times? songs I yeah, think, like but then you go back and look at the yeah the total runtime. It's like thirty minutes tops I think. I don't know why I thought it was eighteen. Um, but with that, I mean that I I mean I appreciate that because I think sometimes too many artists can um, I can overdo it. They're like you know they're putting yeah. filler in their album or like the tracks just run too long. And yep. It's like if you don't have anything to say, just fucking end the song. Like let's exactly. move on to the next one. And I yeah I, I appreciated that about the album that yeah. it was a very um, concise project. I, I appreciated the whole thing all the way through, um, especially the opening track. I really like when uh, when like the first song on an album just really grabs your attention because that is not always the case. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I guess it's uh, solace. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The opening track there. We played that at the end of last week's episode. Yeah. I think we should just play it again in case people hadn't heard that or are just listening for the first time and then we'll get back and talk a little bit more. Yeah. Whatever helped me sleep. Whatever helped me rest. Whatever helped me leave. Whatever helped the rest. Whatever help a nigga find some solace It ain't that Panera, it ain't in the college But it's in the bottle and it's in the Lucy Maybe in the music if you listen to it I'm in the sewer trying to get the loot up How we get into it ain't an easy movement But if y'all can do it, that's a chance I'll take Down another shot, do another take Till I get it perfect, all my niggas earned it Ain't no more concerning, boy the table's turning The bridge is burning so we hit the water Got the old reefer and the vintage starter Mama trying to do his best for me Shit, I'm just trying to do his best for her Record labels won't invest in me Schools denying and the rest defer So I guess I gotta DIY Till they see I fly, nigga really keep it Till they see a nigga really preaching Keep it diplomatic cause I really mean it On that purple haze during killer season Murder raising and the bodies fall Another nigga dead, another mama ballin' Girl keep asking me why I don't call her I don't even have time for an explanation Make it hit after hit out of desperation But my estimation is the 
find the stands. All I can do is supply the fans. All that I do is supply the man. All of my crew down to die for bands. All that I spew for the common man. Yeah, all of it's true. Yeah, all of it's true. If I don't pop off, I don't know what to do. If I don't pop off, I got no one to call. This is everything, bro. I got nothing to prove. If I stumble, I got nowhere to fall. Cries and lynch for niggas stay from Rhinus. Secluded rap until that pace around us. They love to come up, but they'll hate the crime. So I was telling Ryan earlier. I was eating dinner right before the show, and I was like, all right, I'm going to give this album one more listen before we get into it. And I couldn't get past the fucking intro. Like, just kept playing the intro over and over and over. <laughs> Especially the last, like, 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah. and because we had heard it, I guess, the two weeks ago, before Holland left. It was the last show that we did before Holland took off for New Orleans. Yeah, you had sent Holland the little preview. I the, did Not a preview, the whole fucking album. I did send the album, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just remember he played it. And I had no context. I don't. I maybe had heard a couple of your songs before, mm-hmm. but I really didn't know what to expect. And he played it, and I was just like, yo, this shit is insane. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, and so, it. yeah, man, kudos to you. That, that you, shit is, is awesome. And again, like, coming in like that, opening song i think really sets the tone for an album and for this album i think it does an amazing job really thank setting you. it up so yeah, thank you we uh yeah we made we made that song like four or five times uh it was a different beat switch right um different lyrics and then uh that last beat trend the last like 30 seconds i added that in like a month before we dropped the album, I just thought about it and I sent it to Lyncher and he was like, yo, that shit is hard. And I know like when Lyncher thinks it's hard, it's hard, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, I mean, and then it just flows right into the next track, yeah. um, which which is cool as well. And um, yeah, I mean, it just, what is it, Cold, I think Cold Us Alive? Cold Us Alive, yeah. yeah. Um, which is another thing too that a lot of albums don't have is that transition from song to song where it just kind of blends. You don't even know that the song, the first song is ended, yeah. the next one's beginning. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, yeah, great kind of engineering in that regard yeah, appreciate uh, for the it. album outside of the the bars. I mean, like Ryan mentioned in the in the uh, There's in the a lot intro. of gems like that throughout yeah. the album. Yeah. You were proud of that one. You I, were definitely proud of that one. I was, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that might even be like Thrill City t-shirt worthy. Mm, bring it back. Speaking of which, that I was reminded that we did, so this is our first time meeting, but we did talk in the past we because did. you named a mixtape Thrill City. I did. Like four or five years ago. Oh, And then my there, God. there was a Thrill City 2. Oh and it was like a, clearly inspired by, um, I, all I can think of is To Pimp a Butterfly. What is the name of the album before that? Um, Good Kid, Good Kid, Kid Messy. Good Kid Messy. Clearly picture. you had the picture of the, the kid just like that. You know? uh, why'd you bring that up? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, you know, we all started somewhere. We do, exactly. And uh, yeah, that was... That I don't was know like if my, you hit me up after the fact. You were like, hey... I named the album this, or if you reached out ahead of time, but so I think what happened was I had got accepted to UNC, so I got really hyped about it, and somehow found out about Thrill City while I was in Harnett County, and I was like, "That's fire!" And I actually bought like a hundred dollars worth of Thrill City stuff in high school, and uh, yeah, I just named it Thrill City. I was repping Thrill City, man, and uh, yeah, yeah. it wasn't enough to save Thrill City. (laughs) Oh, it, 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 it had a good run, man. I still got my Thrill City shit. It's still running. That's amazing. That's amazing. And we have two mixtapes named after the after the brand, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't like any of that stuff from then? Um, that's just not you. That's, well, like, that's old you. I mean, I was rapping, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, I wasn't really saying anything. And I, I had the corny-ass voice still, and the, I, the beats weren't that good yet. You know, I just, I didn't know how to make a song yet. I was just, like, rapping. Mm-hmm. So, but I still respect it for, you know, the progression that I've had. Like, I go back and listen to that, and I'm like, wow, really, you know came up because it's just uh i don't know are your influences the same 
uh, now that they were back then? Like, who are you listening to or who are you drawing from then that you think might be different now and that affects the type of music that you're making? He was listening to a lot of Fat Joe at the time. He told me that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around that time, it was a lot of uh, Action Bronson, okay. uh, Rob Banks, um, Earl, uh, a lot of stuff like that. Um, Raider Clan. J. Cole. You're a big J. Cole fan. Huge J. Cole fan. Huge J. Cole fan. <laughs> He's like the most outspoken J. Cole haters of all North Carolina people. That's Okay, I haven't said anything about J. Cole in at least a year. That just shows that I know your work and I know your Twitter work. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You Go find me. those screenshots. So are you saying you had a change of heart? Um, or no, I never really being as vocal about it anymore? No, I mean, I never really had a problem with J. Cole. You know, I respect... I, 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 Right, the biggest cultural. This right. is gonna be. This is gonna perfectly set up us having J Cole on the right. next show, yes, yes. so that he can like, come and defend himself. Crosby said about yeah. you. He's from Harnett County. Man, when I was in high school, I was the biggest J Cole fan. I had. Oh wow! Warm up Friday Night Lights. I had the bootleg mixtapes on that piff. You know what I'm saying? I used to love J Cole. Shout out that piff. Yeah, man. And um, I don't know. It's not that I don't like his music. I I just kind of outgrew it, but I respect everything that man does, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And yeah, I used to wild out on Twitter in my younger days. <laughs> well, you know, it's not as fun to, to it doesn't troll go away, on the podcast. Man. Yeah. Like, it's more fun to troll on Twitter. Exactly. I yeah. mean, you definitely have your fun with people that are like getting pissed off about it. Oh, Just yeah. ask Eric. That's, yeah, that's what fuels it, is when people like come at me, like, shut the hell up. It's J. Cole, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be, yeah, he'll be fine. He's not worried about Crosby. Shout he out should to be. <laughs> but I I, uh, I do want to just like go back a little bit to to yeah like the I guess progression of this album and then what you have next and and you said getting out there doing more shows doing more music videos is on is on your radar. Yeah. Um, do you think you're in this area for the for the foreseeable future? Do you see this as like does it matter to you where you're making music? Uh, I don't plan on going anywhere outside of here for a while. Um, I love the scene. You know. I know more. I know a lot of people in the scene, uh, as far as rappers. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you know, they're all my friends, and you know, I like making music with them. So I don't really see me uh, leaving North Carolina to do bigger things. I want to do the big things in North Carolina. So That's what we respect. like to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you anything else? No, I mean, I really appreciate that. Um, especially, you know, we talked about how maybe you don't have the buzz that. Ryan and I clearly think you deserve in this area. So it would be really easy to say, okay, fuck this. I'm going to go somewhere mm -hmm, else because yeah, yeah. I don't have roots here. But um, to your point, it is, uh, you know, I, I do have respect for people that want to make a name um, and, and, you know, blossom where they're rooted um, as opposed to trying to do it in New York and in, the, you know, on the West Coast like everybody is. He's trying so. to bring it specifically to Mebbin. Yeah, he's trying to bring yeah, the scene man. to Mebbin. Real hip hop lives in Mebbin, man. <laughs> Shout out to Caterpillar Jones because I've told everyone the story recently. I have Caterpillar Jones is out in Las Vegas and reps Eflin, and it's amazing. Yo, have you ever been to Eflin? No. Yo, I've so, driven past it. Yeah, I have to drive past to go to work. There is nothing in Eflin. There's like that's this little. That's why it's amazing. Yeah, there's this little hole in the wall like diner that's the size of of the Runaway Store, and it's like always popping. Like five a.m., it's like a line out the door. That's the only thing in Eflin, though. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, Amen. rap capital of North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think we've covered what we came to cover. I don't know. I don't have any more questions left. Justin's out of questions. I'm out. 
So we'll just have to leave you with one more song by Crosby. It's good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm sure we'll have you again. Yeah, of course. Anytime, man. Thank you. I'm a butler like the alpha sheesh. Too much money on the outfit. Just a camel jacket and some APCs. Going platinum off of ABCs. You want the feature, gotta pay a fee. A Twitter check, but you ain't made a G. Chopper Hill champ like it's 82. Then I get it and ride it like 83. Nigga peep at the king, what he made to be. Rolling up 2.5. Stroll down Frank North Face for the day. All right, that's our show. But before we go, we wanted to talk about a couple things. First of all, G. Yamazawa, our good friend, rapper from Durham, now based in LA. He was teasing a second album. On Instagram yeah. and Twitter, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited, and he's that guy's a machine. Yeah, and if you've been watching him on social, he's been in uh, Asia a lot, been going to Asia, I uh, think Korea, uh, especially doing a lot of like shows and and just meeting a ton of people there. Um, so it looks like this might actually be part of all the work he's been doing over there. Uh, it's really exciting though to hear hear some new bars and international yeah. performing artist G Amazawa. Exactly. He hit me up about a Kentucky. Uh, what do you want to make a Korean fried chicken shirt? I was like, I don't know if I'm the if I have the jurisdiction to do this. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I just like, feel like there's a lot of different things going on there. I mean, he's Japanese. It's Korean. I'm mm. I'm just not either of those things. I don't know if we'd get in hot water. Yeah. Well, you just put it all on G. <laughs> there you make go. him the fall guy. Yeah. He's got the clout now. He's got. He the does. Social have, that's what he said. He's like, yeah. I think I have the. I think I got the clout with the Asian community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That seems uh, fair. Yeah. Also, Hillmatic released their their lineup. This year, that's run by Kaze and some other people, and they announced that Brand Nubian is headlining, as yep. well as rapper Big Poo, and then our friend Danny Blaze is going to be performing as well. So that's happening on April 7th. And also, just a shout-out to Danny Kidd, uh, just put out an album on Friday, really good, called Don't Kill the Messenger. So you can check that out on Spotify. Well, so Where's he from, Danny Kidd? He's from Raleigh. He's part of a group or a collective called Oak City Mob, and oh, nice. uh, they actually have a lot of cool stuff. Uh, younger group, I think, like Crosby, like not as well known to maybe some of the people who've been in the scene for five or ten okay. years or more. And are we going to get a Lonzo Ball album review from you this week? I think oh, maybe I heard that. I just don't know if that falls within you know the scope of the the website as yeah. an NC act. Yeah. Okay, well he's national. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, that's the show for this week. We'll be back next week with potentially. Who are we going to do next week? I forgot now. We'll have a guest, and it'll be good. You just have to trust us. All right. That's it this week. Peace. For a pair of Air Jordan size 11 clean. You would hustle during REM hours with you. Pushed up daisies or Gary stem flowers look alive. Now everyone has your best interest at heart. Wouldn't be close if y'all was inches apart. The interesting part at 16, you work a shift at Mickey D's. Red comic books kept your room clean and your grades up, but now they slipping. Like